This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey, movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo. Hello, Andrew. How are you doing, Monica? Shot any drug dealers lately? You know, I can't say. I have to look them up on Wikipedia. I'm not sure what a drug cartel is. <laughs> I'm glad you have Wikipedia to help you out. <laughs> I would never know what one looks like. This is episode 38 of Cinema Fix, focused on the movie Snitch. And if you're new to Cinema Fix, this is the show on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies. And each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of the film. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out this weekend. The second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers. So if you've seen the film and you would appreciate that kind of conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to part two. We are privileged to be joined by a special guest this week, Charlie Nash. He writes about film for Your Magazine, Emerson. Charlie, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for having me, you guys. No problem. We're glad to have you on. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about Snitch. Charlie, I don't know if you have any experience in the world of drug cartels. (laughs) Are you an undercover cop? I hope not. Uh, No, no, I most certainly am not. Our show is called Cinema Fix. So if if you're here to bust us, it's a legal movie conversation. I I would have busted you by now. He's an undercover (laughs) DEA agent. Okay. Fix obviously has to do with cartels. I think that's what Wikipedia says. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, Monica, why don't you go ahead and give our listeners a little information about this movie in case they haven't heard of it and have no idea what it is. Sure. It stars the artist formerly known as The Rock. Uh, Now he goes by Dwayne Johnson. And he plays a father who goes undercover for the DEA in order to free his son who got busted after getting set up in a drug deal. So this is a federal offense. It's a lot of finger pointing. Uh, the law and how unjust the war on drugs really is. And it's directed by Rick Roman Waugh. All right. Here's a clip. Wires in the semi are in place. We'll do the same to the warehouse once you're gone. Just keep doing what you're doing, and they'll believe it, because it's the truth. 
this is part one of our episode on Snitch, so we're just going to take ten minutes to give some brief general thoughts on the movie. I'm starting the clock now. Charlie, what did you think of Snitch? You know, I really wanted to like this movie because I like The Rock, and I'm all for, you know, a good escapist kind of action yarn. I guess I also didn't expect it to be this much of a crime drama. I thought it was going to be much more of a kind of a B-movie, and I was really bored by it. I just thought that it was very bland, not very suspenseful. I think that it talks about something that is an interesting, important topic, which is kids who are set up in drug deals and the fact that they get this, you know, horrible sentence. And, you know, if they don't snitch on somebody else, then, you know, they'll get like 10 years in prison, like uh, the son of the rock. Now, I think that's an interesting topic to examine. I just don't think this movie uh, was very well made or, you know, I felt like it just felt too much like a, a standard Hollywood pick that's looking to make money. And it was more interested in other things apart from examining this topic full on. I feel like it was just trying to be kind of an escapist movie, even though it's based on a true story. And I just didn't feel like it pulled it off very well. Monica, your thoughts. It had that Argo feel at the end where it was just like super action-y. And you're like, I'm pretty sure like he just coasted through this, but that's not what happens in the movie. We were kind of just laughing. We happened to make the mistake of sitting next to each other, and we were just (laughs) like looking at each other and saying, no way. We were not the most polite uh, (laughs) critics in the row. (laughs) Although we weren't the only ones, because right as the credit, like before the credits even started to roll, people were leaving the screening that we were at. Yeah, I don't think they really bought it. It turned a little preachy towards the end, which was weird because it is has that escapist feel. And then all of a sudden it guilts you with like, this is the real life, man. It's just, it's some sort of a bittersweet message, I guess, because, you know, well, I don't want to spoil it. I, am I allowed to? Later on, in part two, we'll spoil it. I mean, so it's not full on action, but it's not full on thriller either. So it's just a weird mishmash, and I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah, it felt like much more of a crime drama than an action film, which was not what I was expecting. And that's okay if it's not what I was expecting, but I just didn't feel like it did either of those genres very well. I guess we have coffee right here. So, like, she's going (laughs) undercover to bust a drug pimp or so, and she, you know, it's all taken out in action-y, glorious B-movie, cult, like, exploitation, wonderfulness. And it this was so much more serious mm-hmm. that it took out a lot of the fun that it could have had. Especially with, you know, best supporting actor, some guy's goatee. Yes, Mary Pepper's <laughs> facial hair in this movie is the most interesting thing about the movie. That goatee was staring at me. If that was in 3D, would have been some mad scary things. <laughs> yeah, I think I spent way too much time of this movie just thinking about who <laughs> decided that would be a good, you know, that would be good for his character. It just it was so distracting. I think I missed lines just dozing off about it. But, yeah. yeah, it's not a terrible movie. There, there are some things I liked about it. The problem is... The movie feels like it can't decide what it wants to be, and I think a lot of it comes down to one decision, and that is the decision to cast The Rock as the main (laughs) character. I'm with you, Charlie. I like Dwayne Johnson. I think as an actor, he's got a lot of talent. I think he's got a lot of screen presence. I think he's very charismatic. I tend to enjoy myself a lot when I watch action movies starring 
The Rock. And I feel like a lot of the marketing for this movie, from what little I saw, was promoting this movie as an action movie. Yeah. Starring The Rock, yeah, where yeah. he's going to go take down the, the drug ring and just kick some cartel ass. And that is not what this movie is. And so the, the thing is, this this is supposed to be a gritty crime drama about the drug war and all these social justice issues related to minimum sentencing for first-time offenders. And it, 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 it's supposed to be a cop drama not a balls-to-the-wall action movie. And the problem is, if your main character is Dwayne Johnson, I cannot buy that he's just some average Joe Schmo truck driver who's going to get in over his head. Yeah, like the poster for this movie alone, like, you know, it has him, like, ripped arms. It looked like the poster for uh, that movie Contraband with Mark Wahlberg that came out last year, where it's just going to be, like, a big, you know, Might even be the same angle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, so I love that one scene where they actually, there's, like, a bunch of, he was trying to buy his first, like, drugs, and, like, four kids about half his size pull him out of the car and start beating him. And I was like, right. really? Is <laughs> is that physically possible? Because I'm not... Right. Like, he's the, he's the rock. He could put up a bigger fight. What, the Scorpion King lets that happen to him? <laughs> That's a lie. Yeah, the rundown and Doom. I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> Doom where he's, like, the Doom. head of this, you know... Doom is awful. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he's supposed to just be this guy who who's just totally ordinary can't defend himself, knows nothing about drugs. I mean, as you pointed out... Has to out, look it up on Wikipedia. Yes, as you keep pointing out, Monica, he has to... He, he, he learns everything he needs to know about the drug business from Wikipedia in, like, one night. Yes. Yeah. And so he, he doesn't know what he's doing. I think there's supposed to be this sense of desperation that isn't there because it's The Rock. There's supposed to be this sense of, oh, no... Who is this guy, and how on earth is he going to accomplish this? I mean, I think that's the problem when you put someone that hasn't really, like, hasn't had a role where he's, like, fallen before. He's not, like, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He's always, like, the conqueror, the victor, the guy, the super baddie at the end, you know. Right. Yeah. He's a hard man to knock down, so. And a lot of it is just he's a big guy. He looks like a tough person yeah so you don't really believe when he gets beat up or he's like he's challenging the system and he can't get through like Mm -hmm. somehow he's gonna punch it into submission you think back to movies like total recall or something where you've got schwarzenegger in crazy over-the-top action roles even though he's supposed to be just like a normal construction worker yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. they have to make the action and the violence over the top yeah. Because it's, Schwar- it's Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Total yeah. Recall is extremely campy. Like, that's yes. part of the fun. Yeah. yeah. And this is just so, it plays it so straight-faced with very little humor at all that, you know, right. it just becomes, you know, unintentionally funny. Right. And, there, I mean, I think the middle half, the, the middle act of this movie is a bit slow. It drags. But there were portions of the movie, particular in the first and third acts, where I was on board. I was enjoying myself. I was just kept thinking in the back of my mind... This would be a much better movie if it wasn't The Rock. Like, if it was, like, (laughs) Paul Giamatti or, like, Tom Hanks, even, or, like... (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, like, I just feel so bad the entire movie. Like, he's in (laughs) over his head. Can you imagine how awesome that would be, though? I mean, if, if it was Tom Hanks, we would totally buy 
this guy is in over his head, and it would it, it would be a surprise to us. We would buy us. him yeah. looking that up on Wikipedia. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not the guy from Fast Five. It would be just as surprising to us as it is to him when he suddenly <laughs> has to turn into an action hero and has no idea what to do. Like, yeah. I think there would be a lot more excitement and a lot more suspense there. Just, they needed to cast someone who is not an action hero. Yeah. You know, I don't know, Adam Sandler, someone <laughs> who you could just look at and buy, yes, that's a normal dude who's going to be really upset when his son is arrested and might decide to, to do something extreme. And go straight to the attorney general or so of his state. Yes. Deal with the Republican, no less. <laughs> oh, and they ne- they made so many jokes about her being a Republican that I just started rolling my eyes after the third one. It was just uh, you still gonna vote for her? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and and at the same time, I feel like I don't want to say The Rock can only do action movies because I think he could be capable of doing something very good and dramatic. I just you know just for this role, it's just you know he's so miscast that I feel like everyone is gonna have these thoughts you know before they even enter the movie like we did and. You know, I'm not saying he can't star in some, you know, mumblecore indie movie where he gives an amazing performance, but I I don't know. I I do also think he was trying, which I admired. I think he was trying to be a little more subtle, a little more low-key, but that's not why I like to go see The Rock. I like to see The Rock blow shit up, so, you know, it's just kind of... I feel like a lot of people who go to see this movie are going to be surprised that it's not this taken, like action movie and you know some people will be pleasantly surprised by that but as a result it's just this muddled mess that can't really find a tone or a focus right there's only one major action scene in the whole movie and it comes at the end and then there's like a little tiny half action sequence (laughs) in the middle and the action sequence at the end literally has one of the worst cgi explosions i've ever seen Like, I had that moment where I was like, seriously? Like, am I actually watching this as a finished product of a film? Like, ugh. Well, being that we survived Die Hard 5, I mean, it was high-grade quality. It is an adequate action scene. It is more (laughs) comprehensible than the action in Die Hard 5, but there's nothing super impressive about it. Yeah, I know. So if you go into this movie for the action, you will be very, very disappointed. If you go in knowing that it is more of a crime drama, then I, I think there's some stuff here that you'll enjoy. It's not awful, but it's not great either. It's just kind of meh. Yeah. Meh. We're getting yeah. into March. Meh. Yeah, skip it. <laughs> there's going to be so many better movies coming along in the next few weeks. Okay, so you'd recommend people stay away, Charlie? Yeah, I'd say stay away. And I like movies that tackle, you know, the drug war. I mean, Steven Soderbergh's Traffic is one of my favorite films of all time, but I just feel like this film was not... It didn't really know what it wanted to be, like you said, and as a result is so muddled that I just walked away. All right, Monica, would you recommend people check out Snitch? No. Rent it, maybe wait for it to go on television as a curiosity piece, but... Yeah, I'm going to say maybe a rental or, like, check it out at the $2 theater. Unless you're, like, a huge rock fan. Yeah. And, like, you're just completing the collection, then 
I don't see why there's a reason for you to go out and spend the money to see it. Or you're running a drug ring and want to learn how not to do things. I mean, or if you want to find out what a drug cartel is, <laughs> yeah, this is shorter than we keep having to read Wikipedia. They'll probably end up showing this in high school health class at some point. <laughs> oh, that'd be sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, there's a few other things I want to talk about regarding this movie, but we'll get into that in, in part, part two. two. Part two. Part two. I think that'll wrap it up for part one of our episode on Snitch here on Cinema Fix. Don't forget to tune in next week when we'll be discussing Jack the Giant Slayer, the new movie from director Brian Singer. We'd love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to us through iTunes. So if you like this episode, please write us a review. That would really help us get the word out about the show. You can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate your help. And uh, don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including our new show, Cage Side. Monica, where can people find you online? People can find me online on the Twitters at MCastiMovies. That's M-C-A-S-T-I Movies. They can also find my work reposted on the Boston Online Film Critics Association website at bofca.com. Charlie, it's been great having you on the show. Where can people find some of your work? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, you guys. You can find me at issue, that's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash Yermag Emerson. That's uh, Y-O-U-R-M-A-G Emerson, E-M-E-R-S-O-N. Just Google it. Just Google it. <laughs> Just Google it. That's going to be my answer. <laughs> yeah. And are, are you on Twitter at all? I am. You can find me at Twitter at ctnash91. Uh, that's Nash, N-A-S-H. All right, you can find some of my writing at filmgeekradio.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message to let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. All right, I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Monica Castillo. And have fun this week in Ohio, too. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!